This is the Arts and Fishers Podcast. I'm Larry Lannon. This podcast is brought to you by LarryInFishers.com. Keep up to date with what is happening in and around Fishers, Indiana, by checking out my local news website, www.LarryInFishers.com, and follow my Twitter feed, at LarryInFishers. Only people around my age likely remember a time when there were three or four TV channels to watch, and the three networks, ABC, NBC, and CBS, had a corner on the market for TV entertainment. Once every year in those days, a network would broadcast The Wizard of Oz. My mom adored that film, having watched it at the age of 10 when it was first released in 1939. So that was my first exposure to the talents of Judy Garland playing the part of Dorothy. Uh, It was more difficult to watch the film in my adult years after discovering that young Garland would starve herself ordered not to eat a hamburger during the Wizard of Oz filming, lest Dorothy gain some weight during the production. That fact becomes even more front and center while watching the new film about the final year of Judy Garland's life, with occasional flashbacks to Garland's years as a young movie star. Louis Mayer is portrayed as a creepy control freak. Of course, he headed up the studio. How evil can one be to deny a teenager a hamburger? But most of the film Judy is all about a period of time when Garland's life starts falling apart. She loses her Hollywood suite due to being in financial trouble. She loves her children dearly but cannot provide them with any kind of permanent home. Flashbacks to the 1930s are very revealing because Judy Garland's addiction to chemical substances begins when the movie studio provides the pills to keep her weight down and ensure she is ready on the set when shooting starts each day for The Wizard of Oz. Her substance abuse never really ends into adulthood and is clear when she is forced to leave her children with their father and travel to London, the only place willing to take a chance on a performer that is not always ready to perform when her demons are all around her, and that sadly was often. I enjoyed the flashbacks to Garland's teen years, and the young Judy is played by Darcy Shaw, who turns in a wonderful performance. But this is Rennie Zellweger's film. She puts her heart and soul into this role. She even uses her own voice to sing. Many past Garland films had actors lip-syncing. Rennie Zellweger has a nice singing voice, but it is nowhere near Judy Garland's, so some big Garland fans may be put off by that. For the record, it did not bother me. Now, where this film lets the audience down, in my opinion, is by director Robert Gould and screenwriters Tom Edge and Peter Quilter. The direction is a bit off and the screenwriting is just not up to par. Too bad this overshadows a career performance by Zellweger. 
Now, the story tries to encapsulate how the young teenager was badly abused in many ways and how that created the adult with depression and substance abuse issues. You get the feeling every husband was interested less in taking care of her and more interested in her taking care of them, which, of course, the emotionally damaged Judy Garland was incapable of doing. Now, her time in London was not easy, sometimes putting on dazzling shows, but other times barely able to perform. Judy Garland is eventually fired from that gig. She died of an accidental drug overdose just six months later. I went into the film Judy with high expectations and was let down by a disappointing job from the director and subpar screenwriting. Sadly, I can only muster a C grade for Judy. Died in the wool, Judy Garland fans will enjoy just about any film about her life, and they will enjoy this film, Judy. But for the rest of us, this is an average film at best. This Arts and Fishers podcast film review was brought to you by LarryInFishers.com. Check out my local Fishers news blog, www.LarryInFishers.com, and follow my Twitter account, at LarryInFishers. Thanks for listening. My name is Larry Lannon, and we'll talk again. Yeah.